0: Hey, everybody, welcome to a special series on Undying Light. And as we start this month of December, I just want to say, Merry early Christmas. This is without a doubt my favorite time of year. I absolutely love this from the Halloween time all the way until New Year's. I love this part of the year. And a lot of it mainly because we have Thanksgiving in the U.S. and then we have Christmas. Uh, in December. And it's just a great time for me and my family to get together and just uh, spend time with each other and celebrate the birth of our Savior. And not only that, but it's just great fellowship. There's a lot of good food. And we always seem to have great memories come out of this time of year. And uh, while the rest of winter seems to drag on after January and the cold never seems to leave, the in the early part of the year, it's fine for me, uh, at least the early part of the season. I enjoy those first couple of weeks of cold kind of inviting that in. Um, and so, again, I absolutely love this. And so what I thought I would do is take this time and go over uh some ideas in my mind around the idea of Christmas. And we will be doing a Christmas series uh, for this month. We'll be taking a break from the eschatology and uh, something a little bit more lighthearted and uh, not as intense as studying the book of Daniel, which we just wrapped up last week. So, as we are going to look today, we're going to look at some uh, misconceptions, a little bit of some history, and some questions that were uh, thrown at me just kind of surrounding Christmas. And then that leaves us three episodes left uh, with the Christmas Day episode going to be focused on the probably text out of Luke and uh, the Christmas story there. And we will be talking about that Christmas Day, however... Um, We might do a bonus episode Christmas Eve night. haven't yet completely decided, but as uh, the time moves on, I probably will end up doing something that night. So you'll get a couple more episodes this month. The focus of those will be surrounding uh, some prophecies and some of the names that will be given to Christ, and we'll be looking at kind of how those are connected to each other. So before we get into kind of this Q&A style show. Um, and, and again, uh, we'll be looking at kind of some misconceptions with Christmas and some like things like that. Uh, I want to do the quick housekeeping tidbits. So as I mentioned, kind of stressed a little bit on the Daniel episode, how Logos is instrumental. Make sure you at least check it out logos.com forward slash undying light. The link is in my bio on Instagram, or you can email me and we can chat about it. Uh, Undying Light Ministries at gmail.com. You can reach me there as well if you're not on Instagram. You can also get all of your Undying Light merchandise for Christmas. And you can do that at bonfire slash Undying Light. That link is in my bio as well. Or and uh, in, in the show notes. So you can get a direct link there. Uh, and as always, this show is listener supported. So if you have um prayerfully considered uh we would be glad to welcome you into this family of supporters who help this show run because without you i couldn't put as much focus and time into it as i do and the supporters are really the backbone of this ministry so uh for as low as a dollar a month you can get in and join this community and you get access to so much that i do behind the scenes so um Please prayerfully consider, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me or send me an email and we can chat about it and I can send you all the information you could ever need about it. So, uh, quick housekeeping tips there. So, that is it. Uh, we are going to dive into today's show. Uh, we are going to look at a few items on the docket in regards to Christmas because, There always seems to be misconceptions around Christmas. Should Christians celebrate it? This is a debate that has been raging for centuries. And as always, people love to um, pick an argument and they love to just dig in and hold on to it. So that's what we are going to start with. And then we will look at a few more questions as we get into the episode. An argument... That just doesn't ever seem to go away. And not only with Christmas, but with a lot of other holidays. Um, Halloween is a big one. Uh, Easter uh, falls into this category as well. And a couple other here and there uh, holidays kind of arise. I've even seen and heard it to the extreme that some Christians don't celebrate birthdays. Um, mainly because it's uh, rooted in paganism. And that's really one of the big reasons why there are people in the side that do not celebrate Christmas because it, you know, they claim this holiday has origins in uh, paganism, which is just a worldly uh, view of a, a holiday or a religion, things like that. So it is, they claim it's unbiblical. So, Searching for information on this topic is difficult because the origins have many traditions and are so obscure that the sources seem to always contradict themselves. Uh, Bells, candles, and uh, decorations are often mentioned in pagan worship, but the use in such of one's home certainly does not indicate any return to paganism, and they're really just decorations (laughs) so some people again they get and and look i'm not trying to dig into this you know or jab at those who uh don't celebrate it because i'll tell you that there are I, i i can i can hit on just as hard the people who do celebrate it and then create a stumbling block for those who don't this is a divide that doesn't need to be existent And what is frustrating is on both sides of this camps here, they will put stumbling blocks in front of the other and make a claim that if you do celebrate, then you're sinning and you're, you know, worshiping the pagan gods and things like that. And then there's those who say if you don't celebrate it, then you are missing the biblical context of the birth of Christ. And therefore, uh, you know, you're not truly honoring the scripture and things like that. So both sides bring arguments to the table and cause stumbling blocks. So, uh, I do want to make, you know, as impartial as I can to this argument. However, I do admit straight up that I do celebrate Christmas. I, we do decorate our house. We put a tree up, we get presents for our family. We do that whole thing. However, we also go to church uh, Christmas morning, if we're at a location that offers Christmas morning service and we go to Christmas Eve service and our day is rooted in understanding that this is the celebration of the birth of Christ. It is not rooted in, you know, anything other than that. And we do gift exchanges mainly out of, you know, the pretense that that's our family tradition. And some can root it, you know, trace it back to the wise men bringing gifts to the baby Jesus. And so that's one aspect to it. So uh, I do want to make my position clear as we dig into this, but be it as it is, if you do not celebrate Christmas for any reason, then that is perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong with not celebrating this. Um, But I also want to bring forward the position that it is okay to celebrate it. So we're going to dig into this a little bit more. Um, bells are played to ring joyous news. Candles are lit to remind us that Christ is the light of the world. A star is placed on the top of a Christmas tree to remember the star of Bethlehem. And gifts are exchanged to remind us of the Magi to Jesus, as I just said. So these are some of the reasons, uh, the traditions that kind of come with Christians and There, again, there can be some pagan root traditions, you know, some people will say that the Christmas tree is a pagan object, um, and as I just mentioned, the bells and candles and all that are, uh, decorative and can have roots in paganism, but the thing is, is that the world loves to take and borrow things from Christianity, and, you know, and then, and then we're left going, well, you know, these cultures kind of stole this, and yet this, the roots are deeper, um than just what they like to put forward however christians sometimes do often borrow from the world to justify a position so uh one of the things that we'll look at here is the christmas tree argument then uh uh, some of the arguments that Christians use is that the Bible forbids bringing trees into your homes and decorating them. This passage is in Jeremiah 10. But this passage refers to cutting down trees, chiseling the wood to make an idol, and then decorating the idol with silver and gold for the purpose of bowing down and worshiping it. And it's also highlighted in Isaiah 44. This passage in Jeremiah cannot be taken out of context and used to make a legitimate argument against Christmas trees. So, uh, I have heard that argument used, but again, context rules the day, and this passage is aimed at making an idol out of the Christmas tree, chiseling it into a god, and uh, going forward. So, um, Christians who do choose to ignore the Christmas point to the fact that the Bible doesn't give us a specific date for the birth of Christ, which is obviously true. Um, December 25th, may not even be close to the time that Jesus was born, and arguments on both sides um, are, le- are are good, right? Some relating to the climate of Israel, the practices of the shepherds in the winter, and the days of the Roman census taking. Uh, none of these point to a certain amount of uh, conjecture, which brings us back to the fact that the Bible doesn't really tell us when Jesus was born. Some see this as Proof positive that God does, doesn't want us to celebrate the birth, while others see the Bible's silence uh, as an issue of tactic approval. So, here is the thing: we know that Christ wasn't born on December twenty fifth. Most Christians, I would hope, can recognize this. The Bible is obviously clear that it doesn't point us to a specific date. Uh, Some actually say that he was born probably closer to the September time frame, maybe a little bit earlier than that. And then there's other accounts that say he wasn't born early until spring. But in reality, it doesn't matter. We know that Christ was born. We know that he lived approximately 33 years uh, because he started his ministry at 30 and then died three years later on the cross. So... That is not an argument really worth to venture into. But interestingly enough, uh, there is a lot of really good historical uh, context surrounding the birth of Christ and the actual particular date. So it's a really interesting study to get into. And I believe James White has a good probably hour and a half study on Christmas itself and he looks at the Egyptian accounts of Christ and he just tears into all of that and uh, really brings forward a good notion that the biblical account of Jesus is true and that the pagan views uh, and the pagan accounts and all these YouTube videos that come up and say that Jesus is you know, a falsified Egyptian deity and all this other junk. Uh, James White does a fantastic job just tearing those arguments to shreds while establishing the right biblical mandate for Christ. Anyway, so I'd recommend going and listening to that. I listened to it a couple years ago. I think you can find it on Sermon Jams or one of those sermon websites that are out there. And uh, it's, again, it's a good debate. Uh, it's one-sided, but it's a good uh, sermon, a good argument that James gives to bring us forward that Christ is the Son of God, and the biblical account of Christmas is true. And by Christmas, we mean that the birth of Christ, the celebration of the birth of Christ. So some Christians say that since the world celebrates Christmas, although it is becoming more and more politically correct to say the holidays, Christians should avoid it. This is actually an interesting argument. Uh, but what that is the same argument made by false religions to deny Christ altogether, as well as cults such as Jehovah's Witnesses to deny his deity. The these Christians, those Christians who do not uh, I'm sorry, who do celebrate Christmas, often see the occasion as an opportunity to proclaim Christ as the reason for the season among the nations in those who are trapped in false religions. So again, here's another divide, right? So we see political correctness is, quote-unquote, now the holidays. We've witnessed that um, unfold in the last probably 15 years here in the United States. And Christians uh, will venture on to say that we shouldn't celebrate Christmas because it has become a political-slash-secular holiday, and it's just rooted in money and greed And, you know, I understand that argument very well. And that would probably lead me to not be as adventurous in celebrating the world's concept of Christmas. Uh, When we start to unpack this, as the notes indicate, we can look and say that Christmas is and can be Utilized as a great time for Christians to witness to others, to especially to unbelievers, those who are trapped in false religions. And we can go forward proclaiming his name among the nations. This is a fantastic opportunity when we should be filled with joy and excitement, anticipation for the birth of our Messiah. And Peter tells us that we should be ready to give an account for our joy and we should be taking that to really make people question why do we have this joy why do we have such a difference of life versus what the rest of the world has now i get it if you go into christmas and you are using that as a time to just load up on gifts and use it as a time to You know, put yourself into debt so you can please your family. Uh, I would exercise caution with that. I would really exercise the reevaluation of your, your, of what you're celebrating in this time. Is it necessarily the gifts or is it really Christ? Now, I don't think gift giving is, is bad. And if you choose to do so, go for it. I do it myself. My wife and my, and myself will go and we'll buy gifts for our family and we exchange gifts on Christmas morning. Um, but we do so in a manner that we don't put ourselves into debt and we don't go and spend thousands of dollars on useless junk. Uh, so really, as with anything, we should be good stewards of the blessings that God has given us not to stretch ourselves into a position where we are bringing a hindrance to our family. Uh, So as we've seen, there is no legitimate scriptural reason not to celebrate Christmas. And at the same time, there is no biblical mandate to celebrate it either. So in the end, of course, whether you celebrate Christmas, it's really a personal decision amongst you and your family. So whatever Christians do to celebrate Christmas, their views should not be used as a club, as I said earlier, to beat down or uh, to cause stumbling blocks to the opposing view. Uh, nor should the view be used as a badge of honor to produce pride over celebrating or not celebrating. In all of th- these things, we should be seeking His wisdom, who gives, who will just give it to all who ask, as James one five states. Accept one another in the Christian love and grace, regardless of your views. Now, the celebration of Christian uh, Christmas is not even secondary doctrine, right? Because it's not really in Scripture. It's just a a way that we live our lives and if you celebrate it great if you don't great but we must be graceful and loving and accepting even in the stance that there are those who just don't agree with everything that we may uh whether you agree with this episode or not i I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to, you know, kind of go down the middle of the road here. I do celebrate it, but I also respect those who don't. And we must be as Christians in that manner, right? This shouldn't be a topic that divides us uh, as, as the world is divided over so much frivolous items. This should be something that brings us really more to unity, right? Because whether you don't celebrate Chris- Christmas or you do... The core of this season is Christ and it's his birth, the announcement of his birth and the birth of him to come into this world so that he can die and take our sins from us. That should be the point of this season, not the glorious meals and the, all the junk food and candies and cakes and pies that are made and all the cookies and the, and the time that we spend buying and wrapping and opening gifts, all of that is, you know, on the back burner. The time should be fellowship with family and friends and the sharing of Jesus Christ to as many people as possible. And, you know, another another great way for this to really have an impact in our lives is It's a good time of year to give back. It's a good time of year to help with food shelters and help with, you know, the homeless and help with, you know, places that need assistance, whether it's nursing homes or uh, assisted living or the church has outreach programs that they could need assistance with. This is a great time of season that we can as Christians come forward to participate in and to share the word of Christ with others. So as we look further, uh, we have more items on our docket for this show, uh, this little episode and then kind of this season. So some of these cr- uh questions that were brought up, and I'm going to tackle some of them on the next few episodes. We're going to talk a little bit about Advent on the next episode, and then we're going to look at some of the prophecies brought forward. Um, But what we are going to kind of look at are just some of these questions today, and we will be discussing them probably in greater detail uh, as we unpack the Christmas message in this month. So, some of these questions, obviously, a couple of people want to know about the Advent season and should we be participating as Christians? So, we'll talk a, a greater detail about Advent next week. Um, but in regards to Christmas, yes, absolutely. You can participate. It's not going to remove your salvation if you do or don't. So, uh, if you, here's the kind of way I look at these types of things. If you, participate in christmas and halloween for instance and your conscience is clear then praise god if you participate in these seasons and you feel convicted and you feel like i shouldn't be doing this then you should probably stop um another here's a good question that we didn't really get into obviously christmas in modern times uh probably going back a number of even centuries even uh to the origins of Santa Claus this is a issue that some christians will pose to kind of get out of celebrating christmas or they will use um it, it actually can cause division even for those who celebrate christmas do you acknowledge santa claus do you not uh, how do you bring that forward to your family now Interestingly enough, um, a lot of families will recognize Santa Claus as a gift giver. And, you know, because it's just about every Christmas movie out there, there's a Santa Claus type character in it and or Santa Claus in it. And they will just kind of keep moving forward with this idea with, with their kids that Santa Claus is coming tonight, bringing gifts. So make sure you're good behaved child and you'll get gifts. Otherwise, if you don't, you'll get a lump of coal. I'm sure you've all been told that. When it comes to rightly deciding as a Christian how to um, portray this type of message, um, first of all, <laughs> using Santa Claus as a as a means to, as, as a means of a moral calculator, uh, to drive your children to good behavior, you're bribing your children with gifts, and um, I think we, as Christians, should be a little bit more leery on doing such of a thing. Now, to say that, you know, in certain moments you you could probably get away with it, but I think overall, if you are using santa claus to morally sculpt your children and you're a christian then we should probably have a different conversation uh santa claus is m- obviously merely a, f- a f- uh, made-up character there are some roots to him going back to a, you know a real person but the idea of santa claus flying around in the sled delivering gifts is obviously fake so the context that us christians should have with this is you know if your kids are young and you celebrate christmas and you talk about santa claus okay but at some point you're gonna have to tell them that santa claus isn't real and you're gonna you're gonna have to burst that kid's bubble and that's a tough thing to deal with because now you've lied to them which is common for christians to do because guess what we're liars we're every sin in the book, right? We're the Ray Comfort people when Ray Comfort comes and and asks us if we are liars, thieves, and adulterers. We are all of that. And Christmas is a glaring example of us parents lying to our children about Santa Claus. So my recommendation is, one, if you utilize the kind of concept of Santa, then I would recommend... Obviously, trying to find a way to get out of that as quickly as possible with your family in means of that, you know, you can celebrate Christmas, but without this imaginary guy coming down your chimney at two in the morning and eating your cookies and drinking your milk. Um, I think we should have as much truth in Christmas as possible. And I'm sure I'm probably going to get a couple people angry at me on this, but listen, I... I personally hate the fact that we are lying to our children and they fall trapped to this. Now that doesn't mean that for those who are not Christian, um, who believe in Santa Claus, uh, I would hope that our kids aren't going to, uh, going to them and telling them that Santa Claus isn't real. But at the same time, I've seen people do that. It's, it, this is a very gray area for us. And, how we raise our kids uh, in light of Christmas is exceedingly important these days, right? Do we want them to buy into the lies of the secular world? Or do we want them to, to cling to the truth that Christ is our Savior and that irregardless of their morality and their moral calculator, they are still saved and forgiven? Because Santa Claus is going to give you a lump of coal, Or a gift, if you're a good behavior. In Christianity, good behavior doesn't get you anything. It's all by the work of Christ done on the cross. It's not by our works. So I would recommend getting yourself out of underneath the Santa Claus umbrella and putting him into right perspective that he is really an image of Christmas and he makes good he he makes for good movies and he makes for good entertainment and good songs and but he's not real and we should understand and re- and reflect upon that so that is the um one of these questions and the question per, per moves forward that do we admit that we lie and ask for forgiveness that we lied yes absolutely um we should be coming clean with our children and saying hey you know this is what we grew up with but we are changing that now and uh we just ask for your forgiveness so uh so going forward again i recommend the idea of placing santa into the proper bucket um Couple more here. Somebody's asking, uh, "Christmas and its apostate slash pagan nature." As we've kind of already discussed, uh, there is the root of Christianity, or uh, that kind of buys into this whole Christmas um, realm, and and really. So we'll kind of give you a little bit of a history lesson here because we want to make sure that we articulate it well enough for you so christmas is literally the mass for christ the day in which christmas celebrates uh, christians celebrate the birth of jesus the western date for christ for jesus's birth is quite arbitrary uh, it was chosen by pope leo the first uh, bishop of rome in 440 uh, and it coincides with the uh, festival of the uh Saterina when romans worshipped Saturn, the sun god, and this was the day of the solar equinox, the shortest day of the year in the northern hemisphere, which officially marked the halfway point of winter. Which, funny enough, it feels like after Christmas, winter just is so much longer.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so Leo thought it would distract his Roman congregation from the sun worship by celebrating the feast of jesus's birth on the same day. He describes Jesus as the new light, an image of salvation, but timely and the, that the days began to lengthen from December 25th and onward. So, as we have said that Christians often celebrate this as the birth of Christ, and uh, there is uh, a lot of history to this particular day uh, of the year. And it would, as we just kind of talked about, how it goes back to Pope Leo, uh, kind of instituting this in his church. Now, there's some history on Santa Claus. Um, comes from the legend of Saint Nicholas. Nicholas was a bishop in the city of uh, in Turkey. Um, the city is Myra in modern Turkey. Uh, he wanted to help poor young women get husbands. He left bags of money on their doorsteps of their family homes in secret, an anonymous gift to the poor, to be used as a dowry. Uh, for this, he became known as the patron saint of virgins and children. Over time, his generosity was remembered by people giving gifts to children in the secret, in secret on the feast of Saint Nicholas, celebrated December sixth. So, that's kind of the roots there of uh, Santa Claus. So, obviously, there's so much that's kind of evolved from that into modern day. It's moved to celebrate Christmas. On December 25th is the winter solstice. And, you know, Santa Claus kind of becomes that symbolic being, if you would, behind Christmas and uh, the celebration of it. So, um, again, if you are celebrating Christmas and obviously (laughs) cutting the tree down and making an idol out of it and then worshiping St. Nicholas, you're obviously doing Christmas wrong. Uh, and I don't think any Christians are doing that. Most Christians are probably kind of fall into the category. They get a pine tree, they put it up in their house, or they have a fake tree. They buy gifts for their children and for their family members. They exchange gifts and have a meal with fellowship of family on Christmas Day. They go to church Christmas Eve night or Christmas Day morning, and they acknowledge the fact that this is the day that Christ was born. And even though there's conflict on that particular day. This is the day that Christians recognize. And I think it's better in the sense that we have kind of a collective day versus having, you know, an approximate, well, you know, season or couple of weeks that he could be born. Uh, I personally lean more towards the idea that he was born in September, early in September, Uh, but I'm okay with celebrating December 25th. So the pagan roots, again, most I don't think any Christian uh, is actually uh, going down the pagan chute and uh, celebrating Christmas from a pagan understanding. So the goes back to the Christmas tree. Somebody's asking about that. The Christmas tree, as I've noted, um, is not forbidden if you're just putting some garland and and, uh, uh, little tidbits on it, whatever you call those uh, ornaments. Um, but again, if you're taking it, the the text in Jeremiah is talking about sculpting the tree down to make an idol, not just a pine tree that you put some garland and lights and stuff on. is that great? Because you're not literally sitting there bowing down and worshiping the tree either. I hope not. If you are, then uh, send me an email. We'll have a conversation. Uh, gift giving is okay. Yes, absolutely, because uh, it's a reflection of the Magi giving gifts to Christ, which, by the way... Uh, I'm going to hopefully burst a bubble or two here. The nativity scene that everybody loves to put up at Christmas is decorative. Uh, The Magi, the three wise men, which potentially is actually more than just three, weren't actually there when Jesus was born. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they just weren't. Uh, It was probably closer to age two or three by the time they reached him. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> burst your bubble, sorry. But uh, we'll get into that more uh, as we kind of start to unpack the scriptural piece. Now, um, a lot of people are really interested in the the pagan roots and the, you know, is it a cover-up of uh, the real Christmas? Is it a, um, are, you know, are Christians worshipping a, pagan deity or a pagan holiday and really as i've said at the beginning christmas is more or less a basis of recognizing the day that jesus christ was born and it's a celebration that our savior has come and it is a celebration of fellowship and love within the christian community and it's a means and it's a good opportunity to go and witness to the world that we can share this joy and this hope that we have. So I would venture and I would put out on the table and say that Christians are not worshiping a pagan deity. They are and acknowledge that this is the day that Christ was born. And even if they put up a tree and do gift exchanges, things like that, you're not sinning by doing such. Uh, and if you don't do any of those things then that's perfectly fine as well but knowing the history behind christmas that this is a date that was instituted by leo uh, pope leo in 440 or around that time uh, his his you know he was pope from 440 to 461 so uh that is when the institution of christmas came now we can even go back earlier than that and um there is kind of an unofficial celebration of the birth of christ done kind of throughout the year by the church when they would come together to worship and it wasn't necessarily set on any particular date however the church would recognize it you know we should celebrate the birth of our savior and so some would hold it you know at different particular times of the year and they would just do so as they read through the scriptures so Celebrating Christmas is not pagan. And and if you as a Christian do not celebrate Christmas, then that is perfectly okay as well. But what we should try to do is come together collectively and recognize that we should not, um, present ourselves or present our beliefs as a stumbling block to uh, others. We should not be Uh, utilizing our beliefs to hinder somebody else, even if they don't agree with us. That is not what we as Christians should be doing. So I want to really stress that no matter where we fall, no matter where we align on this particular topic, that we can still get along and have fellowship with those who don't agree with us on this particular topic so uh, take the time and, and do a little research don't just believe youtube videos that tell you that you're going to go to hell because you celebrate christmas don't buy the into the fear-mongering junk that's out there get to some historical books read some historical accounts of the early church and understand that the early church did celebrate the birth of christ a good set of books to understand early church history and really church history in general is two thousand years of Christ's power four books and it covers a great span of time and and covers a lot of death so i highly recommend doing that uh as well as um looking at anything else in church history to help formulate and build that foundation for your beliefs. And I stress that always, right? We don't want to just, um, venture off into the unknowns and go down the YouTube rabbit hole that exists because we want to ensure that we are, um, you know, solidified in our belief system. So by all means, dig into the uh, text and uh, look at what it is that you believe and do you feel like you are honoring God with those beliefs and if you feel that you have no conviction in your heart then carry on in celebrating Christmas and if you feel convicted then maybe there's things that you can scale back on so uh, like I said I Celebrate Christmas and I love the fellowship. I love going to church and hopefully this year I can actually lead a church service through Christmas. I would, that would be a tremendous blessing. I love this time of season. As I said in the opening of the show, I find that this is one of the most joyous seasons for Christians next to Easter with this, which is the death and resurrection of Christ. This is the pinpoint for the, for our whole faith, right? This is, if without the birth of Christ, we would still be dead in our sins. And so this is so crucial for Christians to come together on. And uh, so like I said, whatever side you fall upon, by all means, don't create a stumbling block for somebody who opposes your view, but ensure that you uh, have done enough research to defend your view. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's fine. And if you do, that's fine as well. But um, from what we've come across, there is no... Uh, roots in paganism and those, those comments from the fear mongering YouTube pages can be easily cast away. Uh, if you celebrate, uh, Christmas with Santa Claus, I urge you to, um, come clean to your children at earliest possible and ask for forgiveness. You can celebrate Christmas, but don't celebrate it with a lie and ensure that Christ is at the the center of your celebration make sure that christ is the focal point he is the reason that you are doing this so uh, a little bit shorter episode this week but we're just kind of covering some of these high level things next week we're going to dig into some of the prophecies and names that were foretold to us in the old testament we're going to start to unpack that as we get into this christmas season guys thank you for joining with me and i hope that this series is going to be just kind of fun, laid back, and, you know, educational at the same time, and not as mind-bending as eschatology is being for me. So this is a great season, guys. I am so thrilled. Feel free to DM me with questions or complaints. Send me emails if you're not on Instagram, and if you have prayed about it and you want to join this family, feel free to reach out to me in the show notes is all my information that you can get a hold of me on and we can invite you in because this show is listener supported. So thank you guys. I hope to just have a lighthearted and uh educational series here on Christmas and the birth of Christ, and we will unpack this in the coming episodes. So that's it for today and uh I will be back next week, as I said, and we'll be digging into that text. So Merry Christmas. Turn on the Christmas music. Turn it on loud. Put your lights up. Get those ugly sweaters out of the closet and just have some fun. This year, we need it more than ever, guys. And just go celebrate. Have fun. Merry Christmas. God bless. We will see you next week.